hello and welcome to the Thursday Shorter pod called Client Questions Answered. Today we're looking at inflation. It's something we're being asked a lot about at the moment with potential inflation on the horizon. My name's Callum Williamson and I'm here with... Stuart Williamson, the senior. Okay, let's talk about what uh, impact interest rate increases has. Yes, great. I'm getting that a lot at the moment. Okay, well, basically, if you get a mortgage offer, then the mortgage company will always put in the offer that this is the current rate you're signing up to. This is what happens after the fixed period or the whatever period you've got. And then this is what might happen if interest rates go up to 12%. So you can see that it goes from, say, 2%, 3% up to 12 And it's a huge change of how much you have to pay. And that is their risk warning, basically letting you know that interest rates might go up. And it might well do so. You know, back in the uh, 80s, we had interest rates up at 15%, I think up 12% to 15% at one stage when the, when the pound fell out of the exchange rate mechanism in the UK and Europe. So interest rates can go up. And what effect does it have? Well, it'll have a, a negative effect on the UK property market because the more cheap money is out there, the more people forget that they've got to pay it back. And they go out and buy more and more properties. And that's what's happening at the moment. There's an undersupply, it's cheap money, and there's a, a socio-demographic change, a, a move to the country. So people are borrowing more money to do these things. And because it is so cheap, it's so very easy to do. But people forget that, and, and apparently it falls into 10-year blocks. Every 10 years, you've got a third of the people who, have never had a bad experience because they're brand new to the market. A third who have forgotten their bad experience and a third bad who remember it. A bad experience of what? Just a bad experience in life in general? or and what I have, it, it goes into everything. It goes into stock market crashes. It goes into you know, interest rate increases. You know, people forget that interest rates can go up as high as 12%. You know, yeah, and I, that, I mean, I've never seen that in my lifetime. But as you... There you go. You're one of the third that's never experienced it. Well, yeah, but, exactly. Yeah. And, but it and, does happen. Sorry, yeah. And we've, I mean, I've only ever really known, well, not ever, but, you know, it's been, for the large part of my adult life, it's been, you know, very, very low. Um, you're talking about there, though, um, the, the mortgage gives you examples. Why is that? I think it's important to let people know. Maybe some people don't know that a mortgage interest rate is based off the Bank of England base rate plus whatever your lender or bank is is putting on top right their charge so at the moment let's use an example say bank of interest rate is one percent then your mortgage is going to be bank of interest rate plus whatever your bank is putting on top and then you get that don't you for a fixed term or a variable term or a non-fixed term there's different uh, derivations of that right so um i think if that interest rate changes it immediately impacts the cost of the mortgage right which immediately impacts um, the amount of money people have. Yeah, how much disposable income they have, and therefore what they go and spend their money on. I mean, if average mortgage repayments in the UK are 30% or 33%, which apparently they are, then if interest rates go up, they say they double, and you're, suddenly your mortgage repayment as a percentage of your salary is 40%, then suddenly it's going to have to go. You know, 7% of your spendable has gone, so you'd have to cut back on something else. Okay, yeah. So I suppose just to rewind a little bit, what 
interest rate changes are essentially, I suppose, the, the government uses them to control the flow of money in the economy, right? So if they put rates up, mortgages are more expensive, so people have less disposable income. It also means that saving is more attractive because you're getting a higher rate from the bank. So people are spending less and saving more, which takes more money again out of um, out of the economy. So the idea there being right that less money circulating is less money pushing up pushing up um, inflation, which is why there's talk about interest rates rising at the moment because there's talk of inflation rising. So if if that happens, if interest rates go up. Maybe you can enlighten me uh, and our lovely listeners here. If interest rates go up, what would that mean for the less money in circulation, mortgages are more expensive? What would that mean for property or for property prices or for the general uh, property market? It'd have a dampening effect because, as I said, you know, people wouldn't have the disposable income to go out and do all sorts of stuff. So they'd say, well, shall we move house? No, let's stick it out and see if the interest rate's going to go up any further. And so it has a whole knock-on effect on the economy, which is why, even though they're saying interest rates will be at 4% by the end of the year, sorry, inflation will be at 4% by the end of the year in the UK, that they probably won't increase interest rates because the recovery from COVID is so tentative at the moment, and it could easily be put back because if you increase interest rates, People have stopped spending in shops and, and almost bankrupt companies will become bankrupt. And, you know, the government can't afford that. So they will keep interest rates low. I mean, it is bad though. You look at uh, the US, it's five and a half percent inflation. In the EU now, it's over three percent. So it's going up all over the world, but they can't curb it by increasing interest rates. They're just going to try and sit it out. Yeah. Okay. Okay, well, I mean, what then happens? So interest rates do go up. What does that mean for us as property investors and potential property investors? Well, I suppose it just means you need to factor in those higher rates when you're doing your calculations and you're looking at potential investments and the quality of, of, of a property. You know, when we've got low interest rates, people can take a bit more risk and be a bit bit more borderline. But with higher rates, you really need to factor that in, don't you? So you, you need a property with a higher yield, you need to be buying in the right area so that your income is going to cover all your costs, including a potentially increase, increasing mortgage costs. So I think um, if people take anything away from it, it's just, you know, don't you don't need to worry about it. You just need to be a bit more cautious. And I think as well, you know, if it does have a dampening on, on, on the property market, then it's not going to be long term. And, you know, any potential short term dampening is also a good buying opportunity, isn't it? If you're buying and you're buying it and you're wanting to buy for the long term. So, um, you know, some, I, I think people get caught up in it and see it as a negative thing for the property market. Well, you know, maybe for the short term, but actually, you know, not necessarily for the long term. Again, we harp on about it, buying and holding for the long term. And it's a good buying opportunity. You're not going to have people kazumping you. You're not going to have people over offering. You're going to be able to pick up property at its market value. If not, you know, potentially slightly under. Yeah, I think you're right. I think uh, there's three points to take away from that, which will probably take us at the end of the podcast, which is firstly, look at what rental markets are not price sensitive, I, where if rents go up, it doesn't matter. And those are things like HMOs to students, 
because mm. students go to a uni in a, in a city, they've got to live somewhere. And so if the rates go up, it doesn't matter. They've still got to live there. So that's the first thing. So I think that is, is that inelastic or elastic? That's price. I can, and this always got me when I did economics at school. I think it's price inelastic. If it's something's priced inelastic, you can change the price a lot and the demand doesn't really vary that much, which is the case with students because they've got to live there, but also it's a fresh student every year. So if you're putting up the rent, they're not going to go, whoa, last year's rent was lower because they don't know about last year's rent. So yeah, inelastic. Okay, there we go then. And secondly, if interest rates do go, if inflation does rise, that is your friend because it's going to erode away your debt. So inflation going up is a bad thing, but it can help you pay your debt back. In the long term, right? Yes. Yes. That's right. So if inflation's at 4% a year for 10 years, that's you know pretty close to 40-odd percent of your loan has been eroded in real purchasing power parity terms. Yeah, nice. Okay, so that's point number two. Mm-hmm. And I've gone on so long, I forgot point number three was. So that's a sign of age. One of those things <laughs> I'm afraid to say. Well, that was good. Some good points in there. I think um, we've covered off some some good things to know there. If, uh, if, you know, if you're listening and you'd like to know a little bit more on interest rate rises, you know, inflation rises or the future of the property market, then go and check out Stuart's back catalogue of, of market wraps. There's heaps of good weekly relevant and up-to-date research on the market in there, you know, where he collates current research from research professionals. It's not just our own opinion. Um, check those out. Check out our YouTube and get us get in touch. Drop us an email or a message or something and we'll, you know, we'll be more than happy to help answer your questions or you can speak to one of the team and, and they'll help you out or point you in the right direction. Now, it's interesting you say how you can get in contact with people. You know, do you know how the Rothschild family made a lot of their money uh, after the Napoleonic Wars? Mm, No. Well, after the Battle of Waterloo was won, they had to get the information back to their bank in London quickly so that they could buy the stocks that would therefore benefit through an Allied win. The Frenchies didn't get through. And so they used carrier pigeons to send the information back to London. And they got the information first. They went out and bought all the stocks that were going to go up. The news hit two or three days later when the first people arrive. Stocks soar. Five arrows go through the roof. Wow. Okay. So um, what was the moral of the story there? Is there a hit? Information. Communication. <laughs> yeah, good. Sorry. I mean, that was so good. I missed it. But no, that's it information is key research and having good knowledge is key so uh, so there you mm-hmm. go what a way to leave it and rothschild's famous quote was it takes a great deal of time so time is all important and a great deal of wit to make a great deal of money and then it takes 10 times as much to keep it that's it from me cheerio oh, cheerio <laughs>